America has enemies, ruthless enemies, that police, the FBI, even the military can't stop. So to combat them, the U.S. government calls on Will Roby, a stone-cold hitman who never questions orders and always nails his target. Hi, this is Greg Grasso, and you're listening to Chapter 1. David Baldacci is one of the most prolific storytellers in modern times. His first novel, Absolute Power, was published in 1996 and was made into a motion picture with Clint Eastwood, who was not only the director but the star of that movie. In total, David has published over 27 novels, about 120 million copies sold, all of which have been national and international bestsellers. Several, like Absolute Power, have been adapted for film and television. David, how are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you. Good. Good to talk to you again. So, here. Yeah, thank you. So um, your latest book, The Target, uh, you're bringing back Will Roby. Um, he's got another assignment, doesn't he? He does. It's kind of you know, two fronts. He met Jessica Reel back in the novel The Hit last year, when she was everybody thought she was a rogue agent. And now they've been tasked by the president to take out a head of state, which under American law is illegal. So if it goes wrong, everybody's going to go down, including them and the president. And Jessica Reel's past has sort of reared its ugly head and it's come back to haunt her. So they are confronted with something from her past. At the same time, they're trying to undertake this really difficult mission on behalf of the U.S. government. Mm-hmm. There's a. Um, this is set in North Korea, right? Yeah, there's a lot of it set in North Korea, and it's mm-hmm. a fascinating look into that culture and um, mm-hmm. how that country operates. And uh, you know, the, one of the fascinating things about this novel was crafting this character of Chung Cha, this you know assassin for her country, yes. who came from uh, just a horrific background and could have just been a one-dimensional killing machine. But I would try to make more out of her in this novel. I tried to find some fragment of humanity left inside of her. Mm-hmm. What did you find out uh, after doing your research on North Korea and what's been going on there um, as you crafted this character? Did, did you uh, uncover anything that uh, led you to craft this character or just uh, let the creative process go? You know, really just the resiliency of the human spirit, wherever it might be. And, you know, North Korea obviously is an anomaly in 2014. This, it's just like this 1984 you know, story that's sort of suspended in space. And it's hard to believe countries like this could exist anymore in the day and age when everybody's connected all over the world. But it's such an isolated environment that it's difficult to sort of break free from it. Um, You know, with Chung Cha, um, her occupation allowed her to leave the country from time to time. And that's where the isolation was broken. And I think part of her was seeing the rest of the world, how it lived, and giving her ideas and opinions on things, that there was a different slice to life than what she was used to in North Korea. Ironically enough, you know, her job of going around the, uh, the world and killing people on behalf of her government allowed her to, in some uh, way, be free from that way of life and think about other things. Mm-hmm. Similar to some of your other uh, uh, characters in your books, they reach a point where they start thinking about what they're doing. <laughs> I know. They think for themselves. They're not just following orders blindly. So it's, it's amazing what, what can happen when you use your mind for, for your own purposes. Sure. Sure, you could be um, uh, these uh, these characters that you develop um, uh, are very uh, very good in what they do. Although in this book here, um, you uh, you're you're putting Will Roby and Jessica Real into uh, s- some sort of uh, 
new type of training or something. I guess they've been out of the picture for a while. And why did the government want to put them through this uh, psychological evaluation? I mean, they've worked on top secret stuff before. Yeah, well, because of the uh, Jessica Real having gone sort of rogue in the last book, mm-hmm. um, they were concerned about her psychological makeup and the fact that Roby had joined her uh, in a way that uh, they didn't think was appropriate, since mm-hmm. she was, they thought, believed she was acting against the interests of the U.S. government. They needed to, as my term was, recalibrate them. So they sent them to the burner box, which, you know, is a figment of my imagination, but somewhat based on some, some CIA training facilities around the country. Mm. Um, but there was another side to it. The, the DCI, Director of Central Intelligence, is no fan of reels, thinks that she escaped justice and should have been punished for what she did. So he's using the burner box experience to sort of exact that retribution against her. So that's sort of the gist of it. It's more than just going back and retraining. Right. Is it like Sears training for the SEALs or what? what, what, what? Yeah, well, a lot of physical and demanding training that Mm -hmm. way and lots Mm -hmm. of different uh, geographic environments, also psychological and also um, learning to resist torture techniques that might might be brought against them in in the event they were captured. Um, you can imagine if you're captured in a place like North Korea, the techniques they're going to use there are not going to be pleasant ones by any means. So uh, building up immunity and a resistance to those as well. And using some techniques in that regard that, you know, a lot of us being Americans would, would say that's not appropriate, not something we should be doing. Right, right. Has this um, – is this North Korea th- uh, thing um – uh, this dynamic with North Korea is this—is this going away, David? <laughs> well, you would think that the walls would have to come crumbling down at some point. I mean, if you look at a country like Iran, where the you know seventy percent of the people live in Iran are under the age of thirty, mm-hmm. uh, they're well connected to the internet. They know what's going on around the rest of the world. There's not that yet in North Korea, but you could imagine it coming. Mm-hmm. North Korea doesn't have internet access. You can't even have a television there unless the police license it and sell it to you. So mm-hmm. they're totally isolated and fed propaganda 24-7. But at some point, you have to think that in the age of information, global technology, global footprint, that that's got to start breaking down. And it's just a matter of time, I think. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of, um, well, what's what's going on right now all over the world. Uh, we've got Russia flexing their steel uh, on the Ukraine. Right. And, yeah, I think you're right, though. I think as these younger populations grow, um, and they're growing up with this new world, this new world technology, a technology that they have never experienced, um, there's going to be a lot more questions, a lot more demands on government, I would suspect. A lot, yeah, a lot I think of so too. smart young kids out there that, that see the problem. Um, unfortunately, we've got to wait till uh, changing of the guard, I guess, till the old, these old yeah. guys go out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is uh, the target is the third book right with uh with roby the third that's right the first two were the innocent uh two years ago and then hit last year yeah the innocent was fantastic i think that's the last time we talked that was that was a great novel thank you um the target uh, uh i thoroughly enjoyed um I've been doing a lot of, uh, I've been doing some historical biographers, and uh, um, I, I like the way you, you know, introduce uh, some of this realism into these because it just makes it a little bit more plausible. I, and you, you've yeah, I find that. I've, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. 
I, I find that too. I mean, I like to have a little touchstone of fact to connect to the fiction. It just makes things more plausible. It gives it a veneer of authenticity, and you learn a little bit too. I mean, I, I want I love to read books where I learn something new that I didn't know before I read the book. Right, right. Um, so, did you uh, did you go to South Korea at all, or did you just do research from home here? I did research. Um, I read a lot of stuff, everything I could find, hmm. books, uh, magazines, articles, hmm. both scholarly and things you would find on the Internet. Talked to some people that had experience in that part of the world uh, that shared you know, some of their experiences and thoughts with me about it. But there's a lot of literature out there, and I, you know, I read tons of it. And obviously, since I'm writing a novel and not a research book, I left most of it out. But I try to put in as much to give people a sense of the life she was leading, where she came from, uh, what really created her and built her and what she was. So uh, that was important to have enough fact in there to give people, you know, a touchstone that they could say, okay, I get where she's coming from. I understand who she is, and uh, let's see what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you have um, Do you have anything on the burners? Are you going to bring back uh, Will um, and Jessica right away, or are you going to give them a little breather? They'll probably be back next year. <laughs> I know. They have need a little downtime to recuperate. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Are they ever going to get together, David? You know, there's there's well, that's, always that's, a little always a little bit of chemistry in there. You know, I know. it's a fine balance, isn't it? And you get you got to pull that trigger delicately. You just never know. So um, there's a lot of tension, and tension is a good thing. But once you release the tension, it's really hard to put the genie back in the bottle. So we'll see. That's true. That's true. You know. <laughs> Got to capture that kinetic energy and, and uh, keep it going. <laughs> yeah, that's great. So, um, all right, so what's on the burner, David? What are you working on? Um, for the fall in November, I'm working on a new John Puller. It's called The Escape. He's my military CID agent, so he'll be back in that book. And uh, I'm just almost finished with it. I'm working on it right now, and it's been nice. a lot of fun and taking him to another level and then another challenge. Right. Any uh, any movies coming out? Uh, any any interest in uh, um, how many? Well, movies? I wrote, my young adult book came out last month called The Finisher. It's the first fantasy I've written for young people, and Sony Sony uh, Columbia optioned the film rights for that. They would like to turn it into like a Hunger Games franchise. Could be a multi book series. I've spent years working on it, and. Um, so the book hit number one when it first came out uh, last month. So, and the Will Ropey Jessica Real series has gotten a lot of traction in Hollywood, and sure a lot of people has. are looking at that for sort of feature film franchise. So, you never know. You know, at least we're we're making some headway for sure. Yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to see. Um, yeah, yeah, I would like to see the target, and I would like to see uh, Will Roby, um in a movie. I, I, our miniseries, I, th- you know, I think of uh, the miniseries Homeland. Um, that's yeah, been, that's oh, right. been very right. successful. Yeah, yeah, three seasons so far. I think your characters are crafted in such that uh, they would really lend themselves uh, to film. I think, uh, yeah, I think it'd be great. Um, well, All I right. just hope it works for you. Um, well, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. All right, so you're busy, you're on the road, you're into another book. Um, uh, how's the family doing? Everybody well? They're doing well. Good. Yeah, everybody's doing well. Kids are growing up, right? They definitely are in college, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm going to be, uh, my oldest informed us last week that uh, she's having a baby in October, which is fantastic. I've been waiting to be a grandfather. Congratulations, that's terrific. Yeah, you're going to love it, too, someday, if you ever get to that point, you'll... Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm I know. Thinking about dropping everything. Oh well. 
Got to pay the bills, though. Well, so, so um, okay, one last question, one last question, and then uh, let's cut you loose. Um, what, do you, what do you see happening worldwide? What do you see happening in the next five years or so? Do you think we're ever going to climb out of this crap nest we're in all over the world? I, I I think so. I mean, I think um, there's a lot of negative pressures right now, but I think the thing in Russia is going to blow back against Putin. I really do. I think the Middle East is going to settle down. Again, democracy is going to continue to spread. you got people going to the ballot boxes in Afghanistan, and the right. Taliban is not being able to stop them from doing that. The econ- world economies are slowly starting to get back to where they should be. And I think the millennials coming up, you know, have a different set of priorities and perspectives, too. It's not all about making a billion dollars. It's about, you know, doing something more substantive and I think that's a good thing. So maybe, you know, we've gone one way too far, and I think the balance might be coming back the other way, which I think might be a good thing. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. Keep us all alive. All right. Well, listen, David, right. I'm going to – I'm gonna if you'll just hang on for one second after we say goodbye. But, folks, I uh, um, everybody knows I, I love uh, David Baldacci as a writer. Yeah, David, you were my first one. You helped me get started with this radio program uh, almost four years ago, and uh, – it wasn't for you. no, honestly. If it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be, wouldn't have had the privilege to talk to uh, some other great writers like Nelson DeMille and Lee, Lee Child and Jeffrey Deaver, uh, uh, men and uh, uh, women that I uh, that I respect. I, uh, I uh, respect you a lot and uh, love your work and hope that we uh, keep going. Thanks. Appreciate it very much. Thanks, David.